It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hello, welcome back to Hats Off, Gloves Off. It's been a while. I feel like we went to war and we came back and town just ain't the same. Yeah, it's sort of like that. We just wanted you guys to be salivating. We I went over there getting... and I, I killed babies for freedom and I come home and get spit on. It's my hometown, but it's really not home anymore. But then Bruce Springsteen made a song about it and everyone was sad. Home like, is in an opium den with a prostitute now. But thank God I brought her back with me and I have a bunch of weird half-raised kids. Isn't that, does that got to be weird? I, I feel like I've met a few of those. It's just like oh, the classic. I mean, I don't know. You probably know a lot more than I do. Hawaiian shirt guys, but like middle-aged dudes with like a younger Asian wife. I'm brand new to the Hawaiian shirt thing, just so you know. I uh, really avoided it forever, and this one I was egged into because it looks normal, but if you look, the island is a lady's boobs. Oh, that's awesome. So island boobs is what got me out of the Hawaiian shirt thing. <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't just born in that shirt, and you finally just like took off your over shirt and revealed you've been wearing that for years. The thing is, I was, I think, born in it, and I've rejected it, and now I'm coming, speaking of coming back home, um, you know. Yeah, you're, dude, you're almost like Jim Carrey in The Mask. Where it's, <laughs> I've always been saying that. <laughs> it's like a boon on you, but now that you, you finally accepted it, use your powers for good to stop Dante robbing the casino that he runs, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a while. But we have been away for a while. We apologize. Welcome back, folks. Welcome new listeners also, because we grow by the minute. Um, this is the world's number one justice podcast. We're both... Uh, uh, ordained lawyers. We've passed the California bar, the Rhode Island bar. Street and social justice warriors. Both Absolutely. Of us. Yeah. We both have the funny hats. Um, whether you take that as yarmulkes or those pussy hats, we don't care. Hats are hats, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I have a pink pussy yarmulke. So I'm riding in both worlds. I think all white men should die. That's the Hogo Pod, folks. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing, finger blasting. The yin and yang of podcasts. We're back. It's a kangaroo court. Let's clock in. I've got a good one right off the bat. It's a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. So this one is uh, another. We, we've got a few of these now. We might need a drop for it. Uh, people's solutions to homelessness. It's not just L.A. and San Francisco anymore. Uh, New York is complaining about the homeless, which they've never had to because they're like, it gets cold here. We don't, you know what I mean? It can only get so big. But Underground. Now, they live underground. Yeah. The ones in Vegas, it's too hot they live underground. Too they come to California, it's just beautiful all year long. Except for this one week we're in the middle of. Heat wave whenever I'm with you. It's going to kill a lot of them, probably. Oh, it probably already has. I mean, it killed more than COVID already. I can confirm that. That's confirmed, people. Breaking yeah. news. Dude, like a week into COVID, they gave them hand-washing stations. They just flipped it over and pooped on the side of it. But well, the heat, you can't poop on the heat, Mr. Homeless Man. <laughs> you can poop on the heat and it'll sizzle. That'll kill you, too. Trust me, I've tried, yeah. So it does smell bad under underpasses right now in L.A., just because obviously the heat doesn't help the homeless smell, but the houseless, whatever. But Miami, they've got a solution. The city of Miami suffers from <laughs> suffers from 27,000 unhoused people. 27,000. That's rookie numbers. But it is, a, uh, I guess, a... a what is it, a secondary or maybe tertiary American city? Yeah, it's all relative, so that probably seems like a lot to them, right? Yeah. 
Uh, of course, but Miami, uh, they decide they're going to take a key, Virginia key to be specific, which has like a this is great an animal park. This is great. A sewage waste treatment facility and like a public day beach. And they're and, taking like, care of the animals in, this, in, this, in the uh, water treatment plant now, huh? <laughs> they're course. treating the water. Like always. So The water's full of diarrhea. You guys have diarrhea all over your bodies. A councilman... <laughs> A councilman is, yeah, it's like, just let the homeless people wash in the already dirty water before Dress for the we... job you have, right? Yeah, come on. So uh, 50 to 100 tiny homes are planned for Virginia Key. 863-acre uh, barrier island. So it's just off the coast of Miami. It's a pretty large key. Yeah, how many acres did you just say? 863 square uh, acres. There's a lot of room to graze. That's almost them. a continent. A lot of room for movement. So, uh... They're calling it a transition zone, and uh, they're saying the plan would provide housing, food, showers, and even outreach services for some of Miami's homeless population. And then the, the representative, uh, Commissioner Manolo Reyes, Manolo Reyes, he's quoted as saying, in my opinion, this is not an encampment that is going to become a concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, something's been on his mind and nobody else's. It's one of those things where it's like, wait, what? Nobody was thinking that. And he's like, trust me, it won't happen. It's like, it sounds like you want it to happen. Um, he says no one's forcing them, right? But, but his main opposition, this guy Ken Russell, said this is the opposite of a plan. This is just a bad idea. And you're like, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> a, a key off South Beach, like... It's well, going to get I know so hot, plan. you're going to have mosquitoes. I know their plan is just get them off of, get them away from Miami. We don't want them right here. We'll push them off a little further. Yeah, but they're out pushing sight, them to like this weird little state park area. There's like hiking trails and uh, like a mangrove forest. And then there were hiking trails. There, there was there a were mangrove, mangrove forest. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to rip those up. It would be cool. I, lo- I guess that experiment, because the homeless in L.A., we just see them ripping up the city. Yeah. It would be interesting to see what they do with just true Landscape. nature. Just yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that we could... No concrete jungle. Well, there was that lady that in Portland, or outside of Portland, that started charging rent for homeless people. It feels like... You know, they could have just gone a little bit further from that guy's salvage yard and stopped stealing from him, but that was kind of a, a middle ground. You're, Why would they do that? You're kind of next to civilization, but you are in nature. You're all just camping. This concentration camp guy, is he also... Is he saying that because he's putting them in the cages of this animal place <laughs> and he doesn't want any... Uh... Yeah, throw them, throw them with the dolphins. Make them do tricks. Bounce balls off their nose. <laughs> uh, uh, Ken Russell also was quoted as saying, it's not about whether this location is right or that location is right. It's about whether this is a good idea or a bad idea. And I think this is a bad idea. The answer is permanent supportive housing. And there's the kicker, folks. So he seems like the good guy in this article, but good old smarty pants Mitch. I know I seem dumb in the texts, but that was a ruse. I uh, guy's smart. In the group chat, I'm the smartest guy of all. What I hear when I say the answer is permanent supportive housing, what I hear is my entire election onto city council was funded by construction companies and local builders and real estate agents and property guys. So I want us... We, we, we're not going to get, like, an old dilapidated abandoned building and renovate it. We're not going to put people in, like, a hotel that just went out of we're business. from scratch. You have to build from scratch. It's all got to be new construction because the unions have been lining my pockets to even put me in this position to make this choice. So I got to scratch their back now. So you ain't such a good guy, Ken. Yeah, Ken. Who do you think you are? We just broke your 
broke your code right there. Yeah, suck it. At least this guy just wants to put them out of the way. You want to fucking just line your pockets off of it? I'm not buying it. We but, should send all the homeless to China. Don't they have a bunch of ghost cities over there that just... Yeah. Well, that's a ruse in itself. That's, a, that's once again, the property people getting a hold of it. So yeah, that's... That's what made me think of it was the ruse of just, yeah, let's uh, keep building, keep building. Because that's the thing. It doesn't matter if anybody goes to live in it. It shows up positive on your nation's GDP. So you just keep building these megacities with nobody to move into them. It doesn't matter because it keeps this weird paper tiger economy flowing just in a circle. Uh, They asked one resident, and she said, that's a crazy idea. There are children here. This is a beach. We're going to bring a large population of primarily homeless men, and we're going to put them right next to a swimming beach where people are running around in bathing suits. And then little girls in bathing suits, exclamation mark. Oh, so they're worried about the pedophile. I don't know if that's a good mix, she says. So, yeah, she's immediately like, oh, they're like, I bring my kids here. You're going to just drop a hundred homeless people where my daughter runs around in a bikini? Uh, No, thank you. Please don't do that. But at least her motives are secure. You know what I mean? They're founded in motherhood. It's not just that, you know, some creepy like, no, we should put it over here. Because then I can make a. I was thinking this bit of would be a little more isolated than that. If there's like swimming beaches and kids are going on field trips to this animal park, I want to know if this animal park is still running because <laughs> they're going to kill those those animals. Um, maybe, or maybe you get the homeless people to work there, so it's like oh, people stop focusing on the dolphins treatment and start getting fo- focused on the human treatment, and then the human treatment brings the spotlight, and then people go, but what about the dolphins? Then they start right surfing whales again. Yeah, here's a little, uh, boom. Oh, we got a Google map. All right, so it's semi-isolated. That's and a big island, dude. Yeah. But the brown spot is the water treatment plant. This is the walking, uh, the uh, the day beach. It sounds good to me. this is all mangrove forest, and then over here is... They live in a land of beaches, so as much as his mom is rooted in motherhood, uh, just go to another beach. Stop taking your, don't go to Hobo Beach now. It used to be cool. <laughs> Talk about the memories. Like they got orcas. Oh, I know that place. That uh, is that where it is? Because if that's it, that's uh, it's on that same small island. That's the smallest orca tank in captivity. They have the smallest one at the. <laughs> you mean this whale? This is just back is just sticking out of the water. Yeah, but of all of the, there are a lot of whales in captivity. They have the shittiest one, as far as the tank, and I think they have the oldest one too. The Miami Seaquarium. They should be boycotted anyway. Just let the homeless people live in there. How many homeless people can you fit in an orca tank? You could fit so many. Just go to city council. You're like, I'm no, uh, you know, scientist, but I know humans are smaller than whales. And if you can fit two whales in this bucket, we could fit, I don't know, at least 50 homeless people. We go to Ikea. We get some bunk beds. We drain the tank, obviously, and we get to work. Yeah. I mean, what are you? Okay. So uh, 50 to 100 tiny homes. You're talking about, do you want to build 50 to 20, 50 to 100 tiny homes, or do you want to just build two orca tanks? Oh, look, this <laughs> island's already, already got them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looky here, problem solved. Uh, but Sounds anyway. like a good politician. Yeah, they're all good all around. Either, either way, the homeless are getting out of the way. That's, that's the thing, is they cause all this confusion. Yeah, because you have to take a, if they're all out there, you have to take a, you have to really make a choice to go see and pay attention to them. You have to get on a bridge and drive for a while from, according to Google image, it looked like a long bridge. Well, I just want them to do it so I can, like, 10 years from now, we get the, you know, the straight to Hulu documentary 
docuseries about this crazy homeless man that ran this mangrove forest. It's like this old swamp and a, an old Louisiana guy on a fan boat being like, oh, you won't go get cut off on this water. <laughs> and just, there's just a homeless guy just waiting. Fucking goddamn waist deep in some mangroves just stealing your daughter in her bikini i like the, i like thinking of them waiting in the same way that crocodiles do where you can just see their eyes on the surface <laughs> the of, the top water, of their head and then they just come at you and stab you and rob you You notice them and you shine a light on them and then they <laughs> yeah. just they just duck underneath <laughs> but who knows you get a fucking a, throw a raw chicken leg or like a steak on the pole like they do crocodiles and get them to hop out of the water or alligators i'm sorry miami but you know the deal. Well, that's it for that story. What do you got? I've got really a uh, this is a this is a gloves off at the end of the oh, day. Oh no, for sure. In many ways, this is also an update, an old story for, I did a long time ago about this guy who married his like AI software in Japan, and it was a hologram. Oh, nice. And uh, he could really communicate with her. Well, it's called fictosexuality. Describe people who are attracted to fictional characters. Okay. This this fictional character is actually, uh, I'm glad I found this, because this is way cooler than I thought she was, at least. She's, she, uh, this program's popular enough where, you know, this company exists that makes these holograms for people, and he got married to this lady. But this hologram's really ambitious. She, uh been featured in several video games, is a popular singer, and was a part of Lady Gaga's world tour. That, how embarrassing would that be if your your AI girlfriend leaves you because of success? That's what it's kind of like. That's why he wanted to lock her down. He wanted to make a, like a, a good, a proper, you know, an honest hologram out of her. <laughs> give her that virtual promise ring. Yeah, give her that virtual promise He's got to go to the programmer and ask for her hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like kind of like the dad. Get out of here, you weirdo. I just make it. How did you get in here? <laughs> this Gatebox company is no longer supporting the software. His his Aww. fake wife is dead. Oh no. So it's kind of a glo- it's gloves off to this guy for not being able to like his whole thing is, you know, I get I have anxiety and I'm scared of being rejected and stuff, but that's how I feel when I would uh, try to talk to people, the fear of rejection. And isn't everyone in Japan like that? So isn't it a bunch of you just like, you know, in solidarity? Well, yeah, also, it's just, I, if my girlfriend was fucking talking back, if I could just hit Control-Delete and just stop her from running, it's like, I want you to take a nap. Yeah, You've I wonder how much it. control he does have over her. <laughs> if he can really shut her up or not. Because these guys seem so in love that he maybe won't even want to shut her up. He just doesn't know what to do. He says... uh he got it, you know. He got really bad depression, and she, she helped him out of it. And uh, it's kind of it seems worse because the company itself is rejecting his love. It's like we <laughs> created it, and we're also rejecting it. Yeah, sorry, that was just a beta. Thanks for you know investing your whole life and you know all day every day into this program, but uh, it's just not feasible to keep that server up anymore. So we're gonna use it for something else. Yeah, it's not worth it. And he's just on his knees screaming up at the sky. What's really sad, too, is he has a life-size doll of her that he carries around uh, everywhere, but now it can't communicate. So I guess it started as a hologram, but this program is... I think it's just through his phone anyway, so... He's got to carry around a generator? What's the battery life on abroad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Tesla charging stations just charging up his... Oh, But it's... I mean, obviously, 
I'm sure there are people with hologram girlfriends in the U.S., but it's way more popular in Asian countries. It's not as big here. That's one of the many things they're doing to stop school shootings. Is, a- Asian girlfriends? Yeah, yeah. Hologram just, girlfriends? You just give them someone to talk to, pretty much, and they, they'll just you know stay in their apartment, stay in their pod, and eat their fucking bug soup or whatever they're eating over in Japan. Bug soup, for sure. But... Man, so yeah, I guess gloves off to this company because you started the program. You should finish it. Now you're just breaking people's hearts over here. and That happens all the time. Like, we'll buy a machine and their whole thing, like heavy machines for our shop. And they're like, this machine will last you 100 years. This thing's solid. And then like 15 years later, they don't make that model anymore and they won't even sell you parts. It's like, well, if this thing was supposed to last forever, you got to sell parts forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's wild. Well, we There's so many programs like that where they do that thing like pay monthly or just do this lifetime fee it's like how long is this photo editing app really gonna be around like yeah. what is a lifetime of yeah this no for sure i always you make me remind me of like all those sweepstakes when you were a kid it's like win a lifetime supply of like snack packs pudding or you know what i mean yeah yeah we were just like who did do you know anybody actually won any of those no just a lifetime supply of like cheerios like they, how quickly you'd get tired of cheerios like you gotta hit because they gotta know they gotta calculate they're like they're probably going to take us up on this for, like, 18 months, tops. Well, they limit it, too. It's kind of how they would do it with the lottery, where it's like, oh, I want all this money, but it's broken down in these little payments. So in the fine print of those sweepstakes, it'll tell you, like, you get two boxes of Cheerios a week. It's always... I remember reading the small print on that the first time. Oh, yeah, it's, like, like, based on, Oh, you don't even get that much. Like, like a lifetime supply. The average person should eat this much, so you should... You know, we only need, like, five boxes a year or something like that. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, totally fucked. I want to be able to call you. I want to be like an action sports athlete where you just call a guy and then a pallet of Red Bull shows up at your house. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the move, too, where people come over like, let me have some Cheerios, bro. And you're like, <laughs> actually, I only really get two boxes a week. My, I had a kid. They're all gone. Like, everyone's starting to resent you because they think you're hoarding it all. Yeah. Like, just read the fine print, man. Whereas a guy who's like, I did a snowboard jump over a helicopter. He's just got whatever he wants. They just deliver it to his garage. I knew a couple, like, sponsored skaters growing up, and they could just go to pharmacy, skateboard shop, and just take whatever they wanted because oh. they were, like, signed by pharmacy. And they'd just show up and just, like, with, like, 20 pairs of shoes and just hand them out to kids at the skate park. That's real making it. You don't want to win a sweepstakes, kids. you got to work hard at something. Be good at it so people will pay you money and give you Red Bull to just put their logo on your shirt. That's making it. That's America, baby. Forget the white picket fence. It's a pallet of Red Bull. That's a goddamn American dream. Yeah, Red Bull's cooler than fictosexuality. That's what I think. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> so skateboarding. Wouldn't it? Uh, it's a real sport now. It's in the I Olympics. Wonder, I wonder how real it is because I feel like I would just get caught up. Like, let's say there were moments where I felt that this was a real relationship, but then she s- screws up a little bit or the power goes out and I just can't talk to her anymore. And you're brought back to the realization that she's not real. That's what I'm saying is like you're, you're I don't know, you're inter- fucking with their psychology, which is fucked up to begin with. But once they go down that journey, there's going to be eventually a breaking point. And as far as um, the rejection part, isn't that what Internet dating's for? You can just put your pictures up and not be scared of rejection and you can uh, just fucking do your thing. It's going to be like the notebook where like the guy, he's like, oh, she has Alzheimer's, but I still love her after all these years. It's just like this flash drive that's no longer supported and he's still like trying to <laughs> spoon feed it fucking Gerber's. <laughs> you got to move on. Stop feeding your hard drive. 
Because right. that's the equivalent, right? It's like you're 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 deranged, you're mentally deranged lover. All of a sudden, craps out. Now you like they, your husband had a stroke. The last six of years of his life, he just, just it's just a a one terabyte hard drive sitting on a hospital bed in your living room. Machines hooked up to it. God, we thought it was going to be full of porn. We thought he was going to be some weird sicko porn freak, but it turns out it's more embarrassing. He was just in love with this. We'd <laughs> rather of him have downloaded a bunch of disgusting porn. That would make more sense. Um, that, that's it for that story. Just uh, gloves off to everyone involved, the people who made the machine and then got rid of it, and this guy for... Just get on Japanese Tinder, bro. Gender, I hear it's called. Yep, that's it. What's the Asian one? I know there's um, J-Date. There's Soul Swipe. There's uh, Raya, the one for rich people. There's a Jewish one. Uh, Farmers Only. Bagel. Coffee bagel meets me bagel. Or something. Coffee yeah. meets bagel. Bagel meat. <laughs> bagel meat. Coffee meets bagel. Jewish. One. Hey, didn't you download Yamaka Date yet? The uh, next story on our list. Here we go. It is a ooh tentative hats off. Hats off to you, sir. So Qantas, which I believe is the national airline of Australia, is uh, trying a new pilot program where they're asking executives to work as baggage handlers for three months. So just uh, starting now is whether you're a new executive or if you're an existing executive somewhere in the calendar, you've got to fit in three months of baggage handling. Undercover boss style. Let's see how the, you know, let's see how the people do it. Five-day weeks, four to six hours a day. Undercover boss style. But, yeah, it also – so their whole thing is, like, that's why it's a tentative hats off because, like, hey, good idea. Good on you, right? But they're not seeing the backfire in here. People who are executives at, like, international, like, you know, top-tier companies in their industry... Shouldn't be handling bags. They're probably bad at it. Well, there's that. That was one thought, right? Is that they're just going to be terrible at it and they're going to slow shit down. Because the whole point is, like, they're... They were having, like, post-COVID, like, you know, troubles financially, the airline, and doing this and that. And they're like, well, this will help, like, endear ourselves amongst, like, the ranks of the, of the employees. But then there's also... So, like, I don't know, you're going to slow down everything because these guys obviously, like, I don't know. Uh, granted, there might be some guys that just take to it. They get their two days of on-job training and they're just fucking firing because capable people are just generally capable people. But then also, I think you're going to build a discontent in these executives. They're going to finally get back to that boardroom or whatever, up to their office where they're calling the shots and, it, like, just, like, just be more ruthless because, like, no, I spent three months down there. You don't get it. These people I've done are, it. These people are fucking animals. Yeah, it's like people always do that when they treat... Uh, like, people I've known in my life who treat servers like shit, after they're done treating servers like shit, they'll always mention that, like, for one summer when they were 18, they were a waitress. You know, yeah, where you're yeah. like, oh, cool. You're so, I yeah. do that, too, to an extent. I'll still be, like, like being in a restaurant, and it's like, oh, she's got one table. It's us. You know what I mean? Like, there's one guy, I see he's working those two tables over there, but the place is mostly empty. It's like, she's just doing a bad job. But then there's also, yeah, those people that are like, nah, I know what I'm talking Just about. Just like the people like Diet Coke, no ice, cup of ice on the side, lemon and hot water, you know, very, anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to backfire on them, this, this grand plan of theirs. It's a good intention, but you know what they say about good intentions. That's how they pave the road to hell, my friend. You're going to see, <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, these people are scumbags. They like, I was talking to this guy, Jerry. He said he smokes inside his house. He doesn't even pay child support. Yeah, these people are animals. These people are idiots. They should be paid less. That's like, like I don't know, the, like 
when you work at restaurants, like, oh, yeah, no, the cooks are going to play dice by the dumpsters. Just don't... But they do it by the dumpsters because they know. They're like, hey, we're doing this hidden. They know the game. And they're like... I remember them going like, hey, you can't play dice here. And he's like, well, where are we supposed to play? And he's like, no, I mean, like, at work, you can't play dice. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? We're gonna play dice. I'm a fucking line cook. But, uh... That's about it for that story. I wish there was more juice <laughs> to squeeze, but I got something with some juice. I think I could we could squeeze a little. Oh, let me get that juice. Hats off. Hats off. Hats off to you, sir. To the state of Alaska. Um, we haven't done a pod in a while. That's because I was on a spirit journey through Alaska. The, does the last frontier count as the frontier for the Western Whistle? A Western Whistle. Oh, Jesus. I thought that was a part of the country I didn't know about. I'm like, what are they calling the Western Whistle? Well, it's not part of the Wild Wild West, but it's as west as you can get. And it's as wild as you can get. Yeah, dude. It's just we think of the Wild Wild West as deserty and cold. No, there was Montana. You ever seen Jeremiah Johnson? Yeah, there was. He gets cold in that movie. Sure, but I would say the majority of Westerns I've seen, they're hot. Yeah, it's all like Oklahoma, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico. Yeah, and this is, uh, yeah, this is a, uh, it's just, it's a crazy place because uh, everything's just so plentiful. Where you're just like, oh, there are like these animals over here. Oh, look, bears are eating fish. We're eating the fish. There's like, I'm just so used to fishing around here where I'm like dying to get this one specific fish. And out there you're fishing, you're like, oh, I wanted a salmon, but I got this trout. That's pretty cool. <laughs> or, well, like, around LA, if you, you have to drive an hour, so you're not fishing while standing on concrete. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, so it's plentiful. You do have those moments when you're like, oh, this is uh, like the thoughts of like, God is plentiful. God is bountiful. Yeah. He gives to us. Uh, look at look at the harvest and all, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, go there in the winter and the devil's there. But uh. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the good, the, the yin and the yang, right? Where you get like, like, oh, wow, tribes were so peaceful and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But then you do go to like the Southwest and the, all those were like warring tribes. Where they're like, no, there ain't sh- much around here. So if you got some shit, they're probably going to try and kill you for it. Yeah, not many resources. Yeah, everyone could be uh, pretty satisfied because there's, yeah, you just store your stuff. But uh, it's really just like a where I was just like a place full of trailers and fishermen. Uh, they're a lot more yappier than I remember. So gloves off to fishermen just talking all day. Yeah, because there's a meme going around right now where it's like my dad always told me to be quiet. Be quiet when you're fishing, because the fish can hear you. And then I, th- I always went by, like, even when you walk softly when you get closer to the bank. Yeah. Because there's, like, there's vibrations and shit, and you don't want to scare them off. You don't want to, like, you know, cause too much of a shadow. Don't make you your don't presence wanna... known. Exactly. But then it's going around where people are going, like, hey, fish can't fucking hear you. <laughs> it's, like, become camping, where it's, like, did you guys come all the way out here to Big Bear to play Drake till 10 at fucking p.m.? With yeah. all, like all your car doors open, just blasting. No one playing taiga. music, so I never had to deal with that. So that was. Dude, I went. I went fishing at Castaic not long ago, and this guy just had like a Beats pill hanging off his backpack, just blasting music. I was like, "Well, cool. Now I have to get out of earshot." Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking scumbag. It's wild. The Why even thing be in nature? Is insane. But uh, man, those are like, they're just weird as fuck out there. They're really weird ass people, and they're like cr- almost crazier than any other people I've met. But yeah, they're in Alaska. They're quiet about it. There's such a stillness to their insanity. And, uh, 
but these this fisherman guy is just talking to me all day, and I realized I think it was because he wasn't catching any fish, where he was like more or less talking to himself. But he like I had already fished that spot before, like a couple years earlier, so I more or less knew what I was doing. Yeah. I had already caught fish that day, and he just like. And don't get discouraged, son, if you don't catch anything, youngster. And <laughs> He's just clearly talking about himself. Don't be, you know. And, and if you don't catch anything, you're not a big old piece of shit. Yeah, you're, you're your wife's not, not going to be mad at you. You're not a piece. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> And I was talking to uh, some guy about it afterwards, and he was like, oh, yeah, Pat, he's been on a dry run lately. Pat can't catch shit lately. Getting skunked, dude? But That's he, the worst, dude. But he was one of those guys where I don't want to fish with because he's creepily friendly to everyone, where mm. you just... Oh, just settle down. Oh, yeah, your cast is looking good. Your cast is looking good. And he's real chummy and stuff. But then he starts talking nice to me pun. about his... He kept calling them his foster kids or his adopted kids. Or, you know, instead of just saying my kids, mm -hmm. he was, like, throwing in the fact that he fostered them or adopted them. So I think he's a good guy. And then uh, I'm just thinking pedophile when I hear that. <laughs> Fostering kids. I know about how the foster system works. And then right after that happens this, like, probably, like... 15-year-old, just like a young dude is walking down, and uh, he just starts, like, s starting up a conversation out of nowhere with them where there's no reason to, and then is, like, giving them weights and stuff and made a joke about, like, you, you need a water, you need a Coke, you need a beer, you know? And I was <laughs> like, oh, no. And then I found out uh, his wife is a judge, so I know how he's getting away with it. Or a retired oh, judge. Now he's out in Alaska. He can do whatever he wants. But, oh, uh, dude, that's the dream. But he was talking if he's, about... if his wife's a judge, he was probably something decent also. Yeah. Judges don't necessarily marry mechanics. I really wish mechanics. I knew what he did, because he seems like a mechanic. He seems like a shitty mechanic. That's how he acted. He was very, like, mopey and weird long nose and weird mustache and stuff. Hey, but, watch uh, it. I also noticed about Alaskans... The bigger the beard, the more the stares at me for wearing a GoPro on my head while I'm fishing. Come on, I'm trying to get cool footage, everybody. Well, they don't want GoPros. They moved to Alaska to get away from the idea of GoPros. You know what I mean? Where they want to immerse themselves in that, that beauty. That You know what I mean? Instead of taking a picture, it's like, how often are you going to look at this fucking picture? Like, soak, just soak in the experience. You're going to remember it better. But... It is so sad. They see you walk in with your fucking your flip flops, your your Southern California attitude, your California draw. Start talking with vocal fry, and then they're like, "What <laughs> is this? A kind, some kind of GoPro guy?" Where and then you pull the out a fish? GoPro headset, and they're just like, "By God, what's happening to this country?" It is super satisfying when you do like fish next to one of those guys with a big beard that uh, give you dirty looks. And you've been watching them for a while, and you know they haven't caught anything, and then you dip in there, and you just, like, reel in two real quick, and you're like, oh, yeah. You're, like, proving your worth, because... But also, I mean, I imagine it's, like... The fishing, there's a lot of luck, especially in, like, trout fishing. It's just like, all right, are there, are there trout here? Like, you can work pockets and stuff, but overall, like, fishing's, like, salmon, trout, river, like, stream fishing is pretty universally lucky. Yeah, if you don't have a good spot, there are clearly better spots on that bank where, you know, you can watch. Like, that spot is never empty, you know, no mm -hmm. matter how bad the fishing is, and yeah, they're done. But, uh, yeah, so I went on the case. I busted that pedophile guy that judges, <laughs> and, that judges under arrest. Uh, who's going to arrest her? I don't know. I got to go back. 
Did she ever scream, I am the law? Did you meet her? <laughs> no, I never She's met like her. like Judge Dredd? Is he married to Judge Dredd? They live there half the year on, in this trailer, and then they go uh, live somewhere else. To just be a judge and just retire to Alaska. Oh, it's insane. I did see the outside of her trailer. She had a bunch of cool plants and flowers and stuff. That's nice. But I do got to give a... Uh, I was up there with old Papa Bear, my dad, you know? No, Dad! What about you? Fuck you! Yeah, I'd like to talk about you. For one thing, I've realized with uh, parenthood, there's a lot of stuff that uh, my dad just rants to me about, and I, like, he's trying to convince me of something political, and most of the time I agree with his point of view and his perspective, so I just try to stop it where I'm like, Dad, Dad, I like nuclear energy too. Cut it out. <laughs> like, I'm not... Yeah, I think this solar farm's crazy. I think it's insane. But he uh, he's going too far, and I realized when I was up there with him, he's he doesn't listen to any music ever, never has. And so he has headphones on, and I assume he's listening to a book on tape, and he's extra fired up, and he's just listening to Tucker Carlson <laughs> the entire time he's working outside trying to get shit done. So he's just constantly agitated, because I'll dip in watch some Tucker clips. There's some really funny clips on there but uh I yeah can't. but like you gotta watch the clips because they're like i was like self-aware funny but like when you just watch his show every day it's like it's like do you like fishing they hate fishing yeah, you, <laughs> he's just you, he's just trying to piss you off well it's just people feel there's so much time filling that you can't watch any show on any news network that's actually 30 minutes but what he, he's going he's getting real hard about it because we were on this boat looking at glaciers and it was incredibly beautiful like otters everywhere whales and stuff he's passed out he gets woken up out of like an hour of sleeping and the first words out of his mouth he just looks at the water and goes oh and they say the sea levels are rising from global warming (laughs) and i was like can't you talk about the nice view or the otters or something we don't talk about politics on the glacier ride no that's the rule right yeah i think that's uh hugh glass the guy the movie The Revenant was based on. I think that's a quote from him. So we don't discuss Tucker Carlson out on the trail. No Tucker out Youngin. on the trail. We'll talk about it back at camp. We want to talk about it when we're done fishing. That's cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's really it for yeah, that. Is that it? Alaska's cool. <laughs> Alaska. I guess the gist is pretty sweet state. It's got to be one of the best states. It doesn't get any credit. Well, in where I was was so set up because... Like, when you actually catch a bunch of fish and they have to process them, that really is, like, four, can be, like, 12, 14 hours out of your day. Yeah. Because it just takes forever. And then so walking distance to me was just a, a used bookstore. So all I did was just eat, fish, and then go to the used bookstore and buy new books. Because once you're done fishing, what else are you going to do? No TV? You just read. There, No, there, I could have watched TV. Like, I could have, like, streamed Netflix through, like, my mobile hotspot. Like, there's a TV in the trailer, but okay. I, you're just not into it. Oh, I feel you. You want to be out? It's, that's the way to do it. You go refresh yourself. You know, you cleanse the brain and the body. And then you get back, and that's when you really get back into Tucker. Yeah, then I dip back into Tucker. Yeah, it's a little Tuckercation, so I can appreciate <laughs> him more. A little Tuckcation? Yeah, don't bring the Tuckster to Alaska. That's for sure. No. And there, oh, speaking of douchebag fishermen, there was one guy who was like, he was fishing loud as shit, uh, ripping cigarette butts, throwing them all in the water and stuff. Alaskans Ugh. don't really give a shit about their environment because I think there aren't enough people to really pollute it. But uh, just being a general douchebag, like standing further out so that people, other people couldn't get fish. But 
Then at one point when I didn't think he could get any douchier, backwards hat, everything, big, like 50, but big earrings and stuff. Nice. Uh, hoops? He starts doing payroll. Yeah, the thick hoops. Yeah. Thick hoops. He starts doing payroll while he's fishing. So like for like on the phone? 45 minutes, he's on the phone with the secretary. And I had already talked, I had talked to his son. So he's like fake paying his son for work and stuff. So I'm like, oh, this guy's getting, his son's getting paid to go fishing with his dad right now. Like he's like, yeah, put Branson in for a, he looks at his son and gives him a look like 2,500, you know, something like that. That's uh, why I don't, I've never been against, obviously when it's like completely unearned and it doesn't make sense, but I don't mind nepotism. Because like, well, there's something it's to the blood, American dream. And you got to trust your people. There's and... a, there's the American dream though of like, oh, I could, if I just met the right guy, I could be in. Like, uh, it's due to my work. That's how I've gotten in. Anywhere I've been in is from, yeah. It's due to my work. He was complaining. He's like, they want me to go on like, uh, take clients golfing, and I don't want to because he's good at golf. He grew up golfing, but he hates golf because his dad loves golf. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go golfing. I'm like, bro, it takes five hours in the middle of the day. They're asking you to play at like elite LA like golf spots, and you get paid to do it. Paid a lot of money. You're like, oh, I'm just on the clock. I get paid to golf, and he's like, ah, it just sounds annoying. I'm just gonna stay here and do oh, my job. Yeah. It's like, ah, man. It's like I like I don't, but I don't get mad. I'm like, ah, man. Maybe that could be me one day. Just the guy. Well, that's like how I've most of my jobs. It's, I guess it's sort of nepotism where instead of like. I've done the thing where I go apply for a job and I've applied for the same places over and over. No one calls me back. No one does anything. But then I go befriend somebody who is in at that company and then you're like, oh, yeah, you're in. No problem. You're in. Yeah. And well, that's like, literally oh, that easy. I literally have been applying here for a year. That's the whole point of friended some like guy. Uh, fraternities. It's like the whole thing is like, OK, if I'm hiring for a job and there's 10 applicants and the worst one was a member of my fraternity. Like, he went to a different school in a different state, but he was a member of that frat. I give him the job. Brotherhood. Yeah. But it's like, uh, that's what makes the world go around. And that's nepotism to a certain extent. But I'm not mad at it because I'm like, hey, one day it could be old Mitchy boy's turn. Yeah, when I'm a boss and I see someone from Coconino Community College is applying from to my company, I'm like, yeah. Oh, don't worry. They're going to step out of the dugout. They're going to tap in, bring in the righty. They're like, hey, Mitch, you're the executive now. Get paid to go play golf. And then I'm going to say, no, I'm going to work in baggage handling for the first three months. And then I'll run your company, Mr. (laughs) Webster. (laughs) I think that's a good place to end. Um, This has been Hats Off, Gloves Off. Thanks for those tuning back in. I hope we weren't gone too long. We missed you. I hope you missed us. Uh, Hats Off, Gloves Off. At Hogopod on Instagram for all comments, corrections, suggestions, good old-fashioned hate mail. I'm at Mitchell Phillip. That's at Robot Spencer. Follow the production team at Beam Jeremy. Oh, that's it. Bye. I love you.